Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, you would be, this isn't going to be too surprising when I put it this way, but the Biden administration, think about this for a moment, the dumpster fire they've created both here and abroad, I mean, the southern border, Afghanistan, you name it, um, when you add up all of the massive failures, colossal failures that make no mistake about it are due to a bad worldview, ideology, political philosophy, whatever, however you want to categorize that. Also by poor leadership, someone in the White House who is, I look, I take no pleasure in saying this, I've said it before, absolutely incapable of even reading a teleprompter at this point. But the takeaway for me is that in order to find something good, that Biden and his team can brag about and talk about in order to find something. They have to literally go, this is not hyperbole. I want to be clear by saying this. This is a literal, factual, actual distance that they have to travel. They have to travel one million miles, my friends. One million miles into the vast universe, this James Webb Space Telescope, if you've not seen this, it's fascinating, by the way, these pictures and, uh, I mean, it's it's just, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling when you think of how uh, insignificant we are until you realize we're created in the image of God. That, of course, nullifies that feeling. But just the size and scope of this universe, it's an Beautiful thing. I mean, these pictures are fantastic. They've been taken from this uh, telescope from what? I think one, I think literally one million miles from Earth, shooting pictures of things that are, I mean, many, many light years away and so forth. It is fascinating. But that's how far the Biden administration has to go. They have to go a million miles from Earth to find anything positive we're talking about. In fact, Headline at CNN, I saw this late last night. <laughs> I, just, I can't, I just can't. Headline, President Biden reveals the James Webb Space Telescope's stunning first image. Now look, I'm not saying that that's fake news. He's, he's done that. But you know darn good and well, if this was Trump, <laughs> the headline would be Trump trying to change narrative from the January 6th insurrection hearings or whatever. Right, Biden, there's no mention of the dumpster fire. We're just supposed to sit back and think how cool this is. And it is cool. It is cool. But what is not cool is what is happening in this nation. Again, the fingerprints of the radical left are all over this. They own this 100%. Did you see, by the way, predictions, projections? And again, I hear from some of you who actually like that I say this. I'm going to say it again. Projections are largely meaningless. 
projections of elections are largely meaningless. What matters is actual... (sighs) What matters are the counts of the votes. Now, that opens up a whole other can of worms that I don't want to completely get into, although it reminds me, if you want a ticket to watch 2,000 Mules with me live on January, January, July 21st, you can text the word MULES, M-U-L-E-S, to... 317-210-2830, or you can simply visit conservativenotbitter.com. You can get a general a general admission ticket, or you can get a ticket that also includes a uh, online discussion about the documentary after the documentary with me that I'll be hosting that night as well. Um, you can use discount code Todd. We extended that through this week. Discount code Todd to save uh, $3 on the tickets, whichever one you pick. Anyway, that's another discussion altogether when we're talking about elections. But what matters about elections is not just, it is not just uh, projections or polls. Those things can be telling, but they're often candidly weaponized against uh, against typically Republicans and conservatives, either in whichever way they think, they the media, they the pollsters, they the Democrat Party, it's all largely one group. One group that's happy with a growing government. And I would dare I even say, I'll add to that group, the country club folks in the Republican Party as well. People uh, people who are happy with government growth, just not quite as fast as as the radical left wants to to grow it. Um, I think of the Mitt Romney types, the John McCain types. Um, I was thinking of past presidents. I hate to speak badly of McCain after his passing, but th- that sort of ideology, that sort of republicanism is not something that I adhere to, and it's not what most people want. Most people want a government to return to its actual proper place, which is defined clearly by our by our Constitution. So what matters is the actual vote tally, not projections. But projections are now showing more and more likely that Republicans are set up for a massive landslide victory uh, in November. That's what it's shaping up to be. Who knows? But again, when the Biden administration has to literally go a thousand miles, excuse me, a million miles, million miles from planet Earth, Biden's apparently scorched Earth in every conceivable way, having to go one million miles into space, into space, and where none of us can even really, we have no idea about anything that's up there. So he can tell us, I'm kidding, half halfway here, can tell us whatever he wants to tell us about that. That's the only way they can bring us good news. And no, I'm not saying I don't believe these pictures. I'm just saying they have to go so far away from our day-to-day lives to bring us something that they can kind of feel comfortable talking about. Because it certainly is not happening here on planet Earth in Biden's America in 2022. And that's why they are afraid of this election. That's why they are afraid of Trump in 2024. That's why they don't want Biden to run. I said yesterday, I say it again, Biden, you Biden's presidency 
think of how I can say this. I decide, I go back and forth as to whether I want to be dramatic about this. I want it to be, ha, speak the truth in a way that's memorable. But I think maybe the best way to say this is Biden's presidency came to an unofficial end yesterday. I, I think that that may be the most accurate way to say this because everybody, MSNBC, CNN, the New York Times, and most importantly, the powers that be inside the radical left that's running today's Democrat Party, those folks, both American and, well, dare I say, outside foreign sources who make the decisions, who make sure money gets to candidates and messaging and all that sort of stuff, the ones who are the kingmakers, the ones who are even above the Democrats' superdelegates, if you remember the superdelegates during the primary process, that group of people, the creme de la creme, the elites of the elite, the folks who have disdain, utter disdain for the American people, absolute just they, they hate us, especially the more conservative and Republican uh, we are. The folks, by the way, who are supporting the World Economic Forum, which, by the way, speaking of that, did you see the World Economic Forum? Why did I lose my stack of stuff here? Incidentally, if you want to see the sack of stuff, you can see that by going to community.tathuffshow.com and just go to stack of stuff, and you can find this, the articles that I'm referencing here for some reason, one of them, actually my whole page, I must have closed it by accident. I was so into what I was saying, I must have closed it. But the World Economic Forum, referencing another article that's on that, in that stack of stuff, hat tip to the great Rush Limbaugh. Um, but they are they're saying gas prices are not high enough. Now, this should not come as a surprise to those of you that follow this stuff, but literally... They're out there saying this. There's a study, of course, a study conducted by, yes, an expert, an expert that's in, invariably wrong, an expert who is undoubtedly compromised, is writing about gas prices and basically saying, not basically, I mean is saying, that we should want gas prices to go even higher to do two things. Number one, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> you know, when I say... When I report things like this or share things like this, I find myself thinking how anyone does not see this, anyone who cannot connect the dots on this, I just, it is mind-boggling and just, I don't get depressed about these things, what other people think about news and all this, but I just, I can't figure, I, I understand who they are, but there, it makes no sense that these radical leftists who don't, who've given up thinking for themselves. They just follow the emotion of the day and follow the rage of the day, which is the Supreme Court. And, well, there's many avenues for rage today, but one of those is the Supreme Court, which we're going to talk about starting next segment. Um, but they're out there. They're saying the World Economic Forum is out there saying gas prices are to be even higher to save two things, the planet and, yes, of course, democracy. In order, to, in order to save both the planet and democracy, gas prices need to be even higher. And I sit there and I think, my goodness, my friends, 
those who are hypnotized by this stuff, they hear these they hear these slogans for so long. And if some quote unquote group of experts in the World Economic Forum, which by the way is run by a bunch of radical uh, status, socialists, communists, people who are elitists, globalists, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care about the average person. These are the same sorts of people who find agreement with those big goofy stones that were in Georgia and so forth that were blown up, whatever that was late last week. The guide stones that talk about a population of 500 million and all this, that's the world's po- that's, that should be the world's population. People that buy into that stuff, that's the World Economic Forum and the people who follow this evil i just it's evil is what it is they want your gas prices to go higher to save the planet which of course again it's a catchphrase it is there's a lot of psychology behind this i don't want to get into it at the i do want to but i told you i'd get to the supreme court but there's a lot of reasons that that resonates with people right we can we can we can take some menial task such as, I don't know. And I look, if you do these things, I'm not, that's fine. I'm just saying, let's not overemphasize the power that we have, first of all, to destroy this planet that was made by Almighty God, um, or to save it if we are destroying it. The, the power, sometimes I think that we have, uh, or that others think that we have, is a little bit, a little bit uh, too much for me to swallow. But anyway, the... Just the, the, the approach to this, it works for many people. It works for many people. Save the planet, save democracy. Gas prices need to go up. So that's why, and who, by the way, who are these folks in cahoots with? What ideology do these folks share? Is it the ideology of today's Democrat Party run by the radical left, or is it the ideology of conservatives? I mean, it's clearly the ideology embraced by the radical leftists. They're calling for higher prices. They're calling for higher prices to quote-unquote save the planet and, of course, to save democracy. <sighs> it just it all fits really nicely together for their silly little narrative. Of course, unless you ask questions, right? Unless you ask questions. By the way, I saw uh, Steve Bannon, who's been given the green light by the Trump team, his executive privilege, uh, that's all being waived. And he's, for the January 6th committee, he's basically saying, hey, I'll testify, but I want to testify in public. If you want to see people watch this, put put Steve Bannon up there or put someone else like that. That will make the viewership of this stupid show trial uh, go through the roof. And it's also, if they go through it this day, the January 6th committee, I guess I should say, they better be, better be prepared for what they're going to find out because I have a feeling... Um, this is not going to go the way that they the rest of the narrative is is leading people to believe. But anyway, there's nothing good happening in this country that Biden has touched, that Biden has thought about, that Biden has stumbled words, stumbled over words, and all, all this sort of stuff on the teleprompter. Nothing good. They have to go a million miles into space. Tell us about the James Webb Space Telescope.
That's what they've got to do. Dumpster fire here in the United States and candidly around the world because, my friends, as I've stated on here ever so brilliantly before, American weakness is provocative. I've got to get time out. When we get back, we're going to do exactly what I said we would do. We're going to talk about the um, all the drama happening regarding radical leftist groups and the Supreme Court and, I guess, these groups taking their advice, taking their direction from Maxine Waters, who has a history of telling people not to let people eat in peace. So we'll talk about this. We'll talk about some bad analogies. We'll talk about the left's tactics. And we'll even talk about Biden considering, well, of course not Biden, someone on Biden's team. Biden doesn't know he's considering anything. But Biden considering the possibility of declaring a national health emergency. I'm going to pause because your initial thought might have been about something with COVID again. Nope. This time it's about Roe. Roe being overturned, creating a national health emergency. And my imagination is running a little bit wild with what that might lead to. We'll talk about those things all throughout the remaining parts of this program. I'm taking a quick time out. Sit tight, my friends, back here in a couple of minutes. Welcome back, my friends. Oz asked me during the break, anytime Oz asks me a question, I feel like I better say it more clearly. Um, she was asking me about the statement I made, previous segment, which I don't change at all. Um, I just want to clarify. I made a statement that yesterday, or you could say even over the weekend, but yesterday was the unofficial end of the Biden presidency. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get impeached. I'm not saying anything like that. What I'm saying is, is that the powers, the powers in the Democrat Party, the big money, the people who tell the superdelegates what to do when it comes time for those shenanigans and all that, those people, oftentimes we know some of the names some of the names a lot of people don't know, and that's by intention. They like to stay kind of in the shadows and all this. But they've decided Biden is not their guy. Biden is not going to be the nominee in 2024. And meaning he's he's not going to be president. And I'm not... Some people predicted that he wouldn't complete his first term. They may end up being right. I never quite got there simply because there's not a good alternative. But the truth is, the closer that they get to 2024, the less they have to lose with that move if they, say, declare the 25th Amendment and have his administration basically say he's not, uh, you know, of sound mind and can no longer perform the duties of president, then at least they can, you know, put Kamala in charge. I mean, but they... I don't know. They don't like that option either. But when I said when I said yesterday was the unofficial end of the Biden presidency or this weekend. So say July 11th or 10th or 9th or whatever, but that's when this was officially decided. Just like it was decided in 2020 on super over the weekend when they went to, when Biden won South Carolina before Super Tuesday, the Democrat power brokers got on the phone they called Pete Boot Edge Edge. They called, who else? Amy Klobuchar. They called everybody they could and said, drop out of the race. You're going to be rewarded at some other point in time. 
and that's actually a good segue to Pete Boot Edge Edge. Um, his husband's out here making some ridiculous comments, which we're going to talk about. Anyway, just as that was the beginning of Biden being the unofficial nominee of the party, because there were still primaries to be won, they sought to fend off uh, Bernie Sanders and so forth, and I think Elizabeth Warren stayed in for a little while as well. But anyway, just as that was the case in 2020, this is the case now. Biden is, his presidency is officially, excuse me, unofficially over. He's still the figurehead, but he's not making any decisions. They're going to make him, allow him to make as few speeches as possible. They're going to, um, they're going to give him cue cards and notes, maybe an earpiece, maybe some, uh, who knows, put Jill up there by him as much as she, as they can to direct him as to where to go, nudge him when he's supposed to say, thank God for our troops or whatever it is. And there you go. They're going to ride this, this thing out. So wanted to clear that up. So let's shift gears. Let's get into, uh, where are we here? All the stuff happening with the Supreme Court of the United States. So I have gone through great detail. We spent an entire week on the issue of abortion a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to cue this. I'm going to set this up, and then we'll get more into it the second half of the program. But we went through and spent virtually five straight days, five straight days on abortion. We went through Roe versus Wade. I went through why it was the right decision. I went through the role of the Supreme Court. I went through a discussion of our, you know, the form of our of our government. And now, now we have an opportunity for this issue to be dealt with in the political process. Right? And so the left knows this now. They know well, some of them know it. Some of them think that this is just the time to, I don't know, to wail and gnash teeth. So that's what they're doing. By the way, think about it this way. You got people by the you have people who now say this country you shouldn't celebrate the fourth of July. Remember that? Shouldn't celebrate the fourth of July because no longer a free country because someone can't have an abortion, right? That Those are the sorts of things that were being said. But you just go back in history, and, I, and I've commented on this before. If you go back to previous programs over the almost, uh, what is it, seven years now that we've been doing this. But if you go back to previous programs, you'll hear me say that the difference, one of the differences between someone like me I'm guessing the vast majority of you, conservatives and so forth, even just fair-minded people, libertarians, Republicans in general, is that when America, uh, a political decision in America has, is the law of the land, say Supreme Court's decision in Roe versus Wade or whatever, they immediately want to trash the country, not celebrate it, and all this sort of stuff. I never once. I loved this country, and you did too, even when Roe versus Wade was the, quote, law of the land. We did. We loved it. We didn't like the decision. We tried to change it. And now we have an opportunity to do that. But we never once wanted to burn the flag over this, fly the flag upside down, kneel during the national anthem. I commented on this stuff during the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. 
Because again, look, everyone has a right to, I'm not saying you can't do those things. I'm simply saying we choose not to because it communicates the wrong thing. We don't hate our country when our country, uh, when our fellow citizens, whether they be on the Supreme Court or just voters in this country, other constituents, other members of you know the House and Senate, whether they be federal or at a state level, when bad decisions are made, when we think that there are bad decisions that are made, we don't resort to hating our country. And we also don't resort to making sure that the people that make those decisions are not allowed to eat in peace. But this is what the left does. And I'm going to talk about this the remaining part of the program. They'll tell you, the same people who tell you that they're mad about Roe versus Wade because it's a war on democracy and the rights of women and the Constitution and all this stuff. The same people who tell you that are using tactics that are designed to intimidate. This is not persuasion. This is not even protest. This, These are actions designed to make life miserable and to influence people to make decisions that coincide with their beliefs simply because they're not afraid to what? I mean, where do we draw the line? Remember, we had Brett Kavanaugh almost assassinated. Let's not forget that either. Let's not forget that there were there was a man that was stopped by two good guys with guns outside of his residence here a few, what is it, a month or so ago, a um, couple, maybe a couple months ago. Two good guys with guns stopped a bad guy with a gun who was hell-bent on assassinating Brett Kavanaugh, actually even in a sound like a sadistic, torturous sort of way, if you read all the stuff that he was carrying that night. Um, and let's not forget that that's what preceded all this stuff that happened to Brett Kavanaugh, which we're going to talk about next segment. No one cares about any of that. Well, I mean, normal people do. The people in the media don't care. Democrat Party doesn't care. The radical leftists don't care. They care about a result. They care about Roe versus Wade being reinstated as the law of the land in whatever. Hear me say this. Whatever means possible. Whatever that looks like, they're cool with. Whatever. Whatever they have to do, whoever I mean whoever they have to intimidate, whoever they have to pay off, I don't where does this end? I don't know. But they are cool with anything. They are absolutely fine. Biden writing executive orders, which um, declaring a national health emergency, which I reference as well. Whatever it takes. Never underestimate that, my friends. The radical left never sleeps. For the godless radical left, this is absolutely their religion. This is absolutely their religion. This is akin to someone uh, burning Bibles, um, blaspheming the name of Jesus or desecrating a church or something. This is akin to that for these folks. I'm telling you, it is. to the only Not to all Democrats, not even to all liberals, but to the godless radical left, the ones who justify the most crazy violence, behavior, and so forth. This is their religion. Make no mistake. Timeout's in order. We'll come back and pick it up where we left off, uh, left off here, my friends, back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So let's talk about this situation, Supreme Court. Of course, we know the Roe versus Wade decision was overturned recently, and this, of course, is 
um, caused all caused all sor- sorts of behavior to um, be embraced by by radicals. This is exactly this is exactly the right decision the court made. Our democracy is not at risk. The idea that we no longer have a right to privacy, none of that is real. None of that is real. Now, certain reasoning in certain cases, the court jumping in and making stuff up as it sees fit, that's in jeopardy, and it very it should be. It should be. The job of making laws falls to Congress, not to the legislature, or in this particular case, to the states. And so that's where the fight for um, the fight over this issue should should take place. But this isn't good enough for the radical left. They want to go after the people who makes this decision, who made this decision, which includes the six so-called conservative justices on the Supreme Court. I say so-called because I just I don't like that terminology for the court. Really, we should have people who interpret the Constitution, originalists, and then we should have judicial activists. That's the way I look at it. Um, I mean, there's certainly I, I allow for some for nuance. Of course, it's not. There are some areas where it gets tricky to interpret things, and but for the most part, these leftist judges, justices, oftentimes just make up whatever the liberal policy of the day is and say that somehow. It's constitutional. That's not a an uncommon sort of way that the court has acted over the course of history. So Kavanaugh last week goes to Morton's restaurant. Somebody sees Kavanaugh there. They alert their friends, whatever else. These folks show up. They are, um, you know, protesting, acting like fools and animals. They're being um, told to... Not let, not let these justices eat in peace. Not let, I mean, that's, that's what they're doing. They're trying to intimidate and to get um, under their skin and all this sort of stuff. And so um, Morton's, basically Kavanaugh ended up leaving. And remember, remember he had an attempt on his life recently. No one talks about this. Media doesn't care. Doesn't care. Nancy Pelosi doesn't care. Remember, the House didn't even give these justices the same level of protection that they gave themselves. So all this stuff going on, the steakhouse, Morton's basically says, hey, you know, you guys got to knock this stuff off. And this, of course, upsets the radicals even more because how in the world can a restaurant, (laughs) how how can a restaurant allow them to eat there? So the leftists get together. And they start making fake reservations at Morton's. They start making, and a lot of this, by the way, is uh, done by this guy named William Legate. He's he's the one that David Hogg partnered with uh, to start some pillow empire to compete with uh, Mike Lindell's My Pillow Company. So now they're they're out there basically telling people. Um, to let them know, right? Hey, if you see, well, first of all, the, the first thing they tweeted out was, here's where you go to make a reservation. And this Legate guy, this, this, um, this radical leftist 
pillow maker. If he's even, I don't know if he has, is he making pillows? I don't even know if they've gotten the business off the ground yet, to be quite honest. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, But he tweeted this out, whenever this was, late last week. Oh no, this is terrible. Click the link to find a local Morton's where you can make a reservation and support them. Definitely don't use it for any other purpose. And then he's got a link. And of course, the intent here, I mean, he's telling his followers, hey, make a reservation and don't don't show up. And that's what people started doing. Again, what, what crime? What terrible thing did Morton's do? They allowed... They allowed a Supreme Court justice to eat in the restaurant? I mean, just think about where they want this to go. I mean, you can see it's the same. I mean, folks, we are very close. We are very close to having segregated restaurants and so forth. I mean, if you follow the logic of these radical leftists, they're cool with this, right? They're cool with this. The folks that constantly tell you that we're the ones who want to you know, destroy the fabric of society. Conservatives and all this sort of stuff want to do that. Meanwhile, they're the ones that are literally repeating the same sorts of hatred that you find throughout history in this country and history around the world. The the atrocious, wicked, terrible stuff. They really don't want Kavanaugh. I guess they want him to starve to death because once they get all the restaurants, thankfully that's not happened, but if they got all the restaurants not to feed him, they'd start going to the grocery stores. Then they would start going, once these once these folks figured out that people who live in the country actually grow gardens and that you plant things called seeds and plants that produce fruit and vegetables, they would go to the people who made those things. And they would say, don't sell them to Kavanaugh. Right? This, would, this is how they would go about doing this. It's how they have gone about doing this. And they're, I mean, they think this is totally fine, totally reasonable. And they'll tell you in the next breath, that they're doing this to save democracy, but they're interfering. This is the point. <laughs> they're interfering with true democracy because they want to shut up and silence. And I think in some extreme cases, they want to starve these starve people who don't agree with them. Right? I mean, they're the ones that's not letting them eat in peace. What's the point of that? Ultimately, you go back to Maxine Waters' comments years ago. They they would they don't think conservatives, these radicals, I'm talking about a slim group of some number of people small group of people truth is they don't think that we belong in society at all and they're cool they can justify any of this stuff insane deranged evil stuff timeouts in order my friends sit tight back in just a minute my friends. So, after all of that, after all of that, and yes, I know about, you know, we, we briefly touched on the Hunter Biden situation, which by the way, did you see? Did you see Hunter Biden spent, according to what some of this information on his iCloud account, spent $30,000 on prostitutes in five months. I Words escape me, my friends. But anyhow, I want to finish this discussion in the time we have remaining here. Um, so Pete Boot Edge Edge, who is in the Biden administration, remember I referenced him earlier. He was still running for president when the Democrat power brokers decided the 
nominee would be Biden and boot edge edge. I have no doubt was contacted and was promised some sort of position, at least a position. And now he's the, what the transportation secretary. Anyway, so boot edge edge, his husband is named Chasen boot edge edge and Chasen boot edge edge tweeted out after this Kavanaugh stuff, he was basically chased out of the restaurant by the godless radical left, made a comment that he thinks is ever so clever. And the thing is, these folks, this, honestly, my thoughts on this tweet could potentially, and we might do it this week, but this makes me think of so many things, so many things that I can't get to right now, that it's it's a it's a stupid tweet. It's a terrible analogy. It's not even well thought out. But it sounds it's going to sound so clever on a superficial level. It says this: sounds like he just wanted some privacy to make his own dining decision. And of course, I can see as he's tweeting this, the little smirk, the <laughs> condescending little smirk on his face as he tweets this out. Thinks he's got a one line zinger. Because now Kavanaugh is being chased out of a restaurant by the godless radical left because of his vote to overturn Roe versus Wade. And so Chasen Boot Edge Edge, Mayor Pete's husband, tweets that out. Sounds like he just wanted some privacy to make his own design, uh, dining decisions. My dad had a statement or a, a phrase he would use that I've stolen from him or have used from time to time, and I think it applies applies in situations like this. He called folks who sometimes the sense is educated out of people. My dad had a phrase called overeducated idiots. And I think I think that speaks volume volumes here because that analogy there are numerous things wrong with the analogy, the thinking process, just piecing this together. It's broken down in so many levels, but they think it's so witty and so smart and so cool and all of that. And I've got to take a break. So tight, my friends, back in just a minute. <laughs> friends unfortunately all the time that we have today but never fear you can always catch whatever you might have missed of this program on the podcast go to toddhuffshow.com slash podcast to see where you can catch the program you can also uh, I should also remind you that if you want to watch 2000 mules with us live July 21st go to conservativenotbitter.com use discount code Todd to save three dollars on your tickets I appreciate those who've signed up I look forward to meeting you there um, and there's also going to be a live streaming event after the meeting for those that, that uh, buy those tickets as well. Discount code is Todd, conservative, not bitter.com. Got to go, folks. SDG. SDG.